0: hey I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly.
1: I'm Alice Zhao.
0: And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where Curtis hangs microphones from lampshades. <laughs> and we consider the implications of trying to be an indie while also working for a living.
2: Hey, at least I brought my microphone with me to Utah. Priorities. <laughs> yes, we are
1: appreciative. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> So at the time of recording, I'm in the middle of doing a contract secondary to Gifwrap stuff, and I don't think we've covered this, but right before starting the contract, I had a deadline for Gifwrap, which was when I was supposed to get the uh, the big fabled 2.0 out into the wild, uh, which didn't happen. So I'm sort of... It went whizzing by as deadline. Oh, it too. just... It, it, so fast I blinked and it was gone so I'm kind of stuck in this uh in this weird position at the moment where I am so so busy with this with a with this contract that I'm working on it's uh you know it's there's lots of work to be done in that and it's taking up you know my full hours of my full week and I'm finding that there's not a lot of room left over for gift wrapped. And I know Alice that you've been kind of going through similar stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I could officially say that I do have a job now, a job job, Yay. an office job, which Woo. is really exciting. Yeah. Although <laughs> for the first time in eight years, I've been working for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I come home and I have to collapse. It's like, I think it's part of it like that. It's the new job and I have so much to learn. But this is the first time in eight years where I come home from this and I'm like, I have no energy and I need to go to bed (laughs) immediately. Yeah. And when the weekend comes, I've never been so grateful. (laughs) It's been a really long time. And I realized I looked I told my husband, I'm like, I didn't realize I was living in the life of luxury for the last eight (laughs) years. So I'm I'm with you, Jelly. I for the last two weeks, I don't. I barely remember my life before. I'm just that busy. And I'm also just struggling to find, you know, the time to work on what what was it called again? Oh, right. Gus on the go. All right. That former <laughs> life I had or still have, but I've put on hold for a little bit.
0: Mm. So I, what, what I wanted to talk about today was exactly that situation that, that the two of us are going through. Meanwhile, Curtis over here like how how hard is it for you to find good snow <laughs> at the moment, Curtis? Is it is it difficult for you?
2: It actually is because the East Coast has been atrocious uh, for snow. Uh, December was great. Oh yeah, good. That's so hard. Yeah, that's- this oh, is man. very sad. But then we've had so many 60-degree days, like, I could walk around in shorts and go running. <laughs> and it's it's been rough. It's mm. actually been rough. Yeah. But to the point I think you're trying to allude to um, is that it has been nice to be flexible, um, even though this is my peak season and I'm pushing myself really hard to get some stuff done. And I... I'm actually on the eve, uh, waiting app approval from Apple as this records for an update that I've been rewriting one of my primary screens since December. And I've definitely been overworking on that. But counterbalance, I've been able to take chunks away for a couple of days to go off and try and recharge and give the brain a, the opportunity to recharge, which I think is what like Alice is talking about. That's that's hard to do when you have a full-time job. And yeah. you need that if you're going to work on a secondary app. You You need that recharge time.
1: I thought it was the answer. <laughs> I thought getting a real (laughs) job and and having money. I mean, I have yet to get paid, but um
2: having theoretical money.
1: (laughs) Yes, having theoretical money where I can hire people, you know, to solve my problems. Um, no, I mean you kind of forget that there's a whole like just lack of time once you have a full time job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely forget. When I'm not working on client stuff, I forget how much it sort of takes over my brain. And It's it's just one of those things where like you both know that I'm very much in the camp of like you should look after yourself and you should you know make sure that you get plenty of rest and make sure that you don't work yourself too hard. That's that is my uh, that is my anthem. It really is probably (laughs) reprinted on my tombstone. But it's hard. Like it is really difficult when you're supposed to be giving a client your eight hours in your day or whatever. And then like at the end, you just, you have to get some stuff done on your, on your side project, but then what does that, what time does that leave for your family? It's, it's a rough thing to try and work through.
2: Yeah. And I think that's why it's, it can be hard to break into being an indie. Yeah. It's definitely comes from a place of privilege where like, for example, I was contracting and I had the flexibility to flex that contracting down as slopes was earning more But that involves an employer who's willing to give me less than full-time. And there are a lot of people out there where it's full-time or nothing for their job. And that's why it can be really hard to go indie for a lot of people because you don't have the creative energy, at least the sustainable. Um, It's a lot easier to burn out when you can't do those trade-offs.
0: I feel like it's easy to get started. Well. I, sh- I should say, like, not super easy. It's not like you're just going to fall yeah. into it and it's... Accident- it's like approachable. Oh, Oops, accidentally, like, created an app and put it out there. Like, there's still a lot of work involved. But especially in the early days when you are creating something new, there's that newness and there's yeah. that excitement yeah, of creating yeah. something new. Do you remember that? That was a long no, time I ago don't. for all three <laughs> of us. <laughs> and it was new and it was exciting and it was a thing that you were excited mm-hmm. to share. And it's not that that's not the case anymore... It's just that it can be difficult to find the excitement and joy in it when you've got a bunch of other work that's sort of taking over your brain and you've still got to, like, you know, ship this update or deal with these customer support requests or whatever. It's hard to – you start to lose the the love a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I'm having a hard time finding – I mean, again, I know I'm still in just the first two weeks of work, but I haven't even had the capacity to even think about where are we now and how do we move forward? And usually that's just on my mind all the time. It's, it's concerning because I don't know if we're able to move forward quickly. You know, that's already something we've been dealing with as um, Yano's gone full time as well. And so now we're both full time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't this is going to be interesting if I can figure this out and hopefully I, we can figure it out. <laughs>
2: Well, I think it can be challenging, too, when your work is in the same field or even the same role as what you're trying to do. You know, when I was working at Circuit City in retail in college, that's a reasonably mindless job. And it's something where you can spend a lot of the downtime there looking forward to getting home. You're not actively mentally engaged nearly as much. And wow, that makes Circuit City sound like you're just a bunch of mindless idiots. That's not what I was going for, although uh, some commentary there. (laughs) But it's something that you have the capacity to the job itself isn't burning you out. And the thing waiting for you at home brings excitement because even if it's not new, let's say you've been working on it for a long time. It's that creative outlet that you have and it probably doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. so your brain's really looking forward to it but if you're working in the same field as what you're doing you're taxing that same part of your brain all the time and you don't get that recharge time that you need to force yourself to push through when it's not new anymore
0: yeah we we talked a few episodes back i think when we did the topic of doing what you love yeah we talked a little bit about that of like initially right before you launched something and you've and you're sort of building up to that and sometimes it i guess like after that launch for a little while, there is sort of an element of excitement and joy and like this ownership of of something. Like it's this this special project that is just for you. Even though like you eventually sort of put it out into the world and it, it sort of becomes a thing, there is a point in time where that project, it's just yours. It's your special thing. And I think in that episode, we sort of talked a little bit about how, things like support requests and other people trying to input and stuff like that, it doesn't ruin it. I'm not going to say it ruins it. Like there's so much joy to be found in the joy that other people are finding in your stuff. Mm -hmm. But it does sort of change that balance of the enjoyment and the excitement that you do get out of it because it starts to sort of shift from like this special project that isn't work almost even at all to being – something that is definitely more akin to work. There are things that you now have to do that are just like requirements as opposed to I'm going to build this shiny thing because it's fun, yeah. you know. And I think in the early days, I think it's really sort of easier to come home from a job where you're doing, say, I mean, for me programming, like, you know, I've been a programmer for well, a long time now, 10, 12 Years like a while, and a lot of that was spent like coming home and doing my own projects that were also programming, but they were mine, they were my thing to sort of enjoy into like you know a a pet almost a pet project hmm. and compile fufu compile. <laughs> <laughs> And like, if you fast forward to now, it's not that I don't love GifWrapped and enjoy GifWrapped, but it's certainly a thing that like, when I'm trying to work on this contract that I'm working on, which, which is like, it's enjoyable. It's got a lot of interesting problems that I'm trying to solve, but I can tell you right now that last night I finished working on that client job and I came back a, a while later and sat down and opened up GifWrapped and was like, okay, I need to solve this bug that so has popped up. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to I've got to solve this bug that had popped I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's just one of those situations where it's like it's it's hard to push yourself that that far. More well, dangerous with burnout.
1: Yeah. I even had an email come in which I they're really simple like emails to respond to, but I'm like I'm going to give you a 4 days cuz I don't have even the mental capacity to respond right now. And mm. I felt really bad because I'm like, this is one of the first things that are, that are gonna go is customer service. We don't get that yeah. many emails, to be honest, but enough to if if you get if you don't respond to one and that turns sour, that will affect the business. And so I don't I don't want it to become a habit, but at the moment I'm just like, I don't have the time to even think about this. And it's just a simple email too. It's not even solving your giant problem Mm. that came up.
0: I feel like I get to the emails because they're easy. Well, they're not easy, but they're this the sort of thing that i can sort of smash out an email that's true
1: yeah they're
0: easy wins to check off with yeah that
2: you feel accomplished yeah Yeah. like
0: i can feel like i've gotten something done
2: i I miss those days it's it's still the dread to open my inbox after the great watch kit bug of march 2018 or whatever oh don't you worry (laughs) i still feel that (laughs) but it is nice to get to that inbox zero of customer Mm -hmm. support and that's easier to do than shipping a big update
0: because i I mean one of the things is like i i also had because i in my back 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 way back i had you know i had that horrifying thing that uh, that horrifying bug that you know caused me a lot of emails and sort of generally bad time i think it's far enough back and i've sort of come far enough since then that i can look at i can look at an email with some amount of distance now hmm. uh which is nice and i know you haven't necessarily reached that point yet but it it being able to achieve something in my mind, especially when I, like, my hands are tied. Mm. I mean, that's the great thing about doing contract work, not having any time, is that my hands are tied. I could not, I like, the, the likelihood that I can fix this bug is directly proportional to the amount of time that I have to spend on it, which is very little. So I think I've gotten to a point where I'm just not going to make excuses, nor should I have to, for whether or not I have the time. Obviously, I have an obligation to my users to make sure that the app is in a good state and is working well and all of that sort of stuff. But one of the things about being indie and one of the things about the level that I'm at and the level that I, that Alice is at is what's paying the bills. Yeah.
2: And it's even hard to tell what the priority is sometimes with customer support. Not, not to focus on that too much, but you are trying to optimize your time with your minimal energy that you have and your minimal yeah, time that you exactly have. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And, <laughs>
2: customers can shoot off customer support emails with almost no sweat on their back yep. and no concept for how much of your time that's going to take. And I feel like a lot of times I've dealt with customers where if I never got back to them, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm. Like they're just trying to report the bug to me, but I'm sitting there sweating it, wanting to get back to them, wanting to look into the bug right away. And I feel like a lot of customer support is just stuff that you don't necessarily have to dedicate a daily time to. If you're in that prioritization mode,
0: and honestly, I like it's probably the first thing that should fall off the off the radar. No, that doesn't sound right. I mean, it sounds right, but it doesn't sound right. Off the radar, the new
2: podcast by Mark R. <laughs> and underscore <our> David Smith. <laughs> Not
1: under <laughs> it, just it, off. <laughs>
2: uh, just off, just
0: like just, yeah. Well, just no, now
2: they've retired off. in all their money, and <laughs> they're just off the radar. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it's probably the sort of thing that it should be the first thing that sort of drops off when you do run out of time. Like honestly, my, my time is better spent, well, is probably better spent actually attacking the bugs, act, attacking all the issues mm-hmm. that I need to deal with and the tasks that I've got set to be able to achieve my eventual <laughs> release date, doing customer support as nice as it is to be able to say that like, yeah, I I respond to all my emails and I'm really good about making sure that my customers get, you know, get the support that they require. Like I I do feel like it, maybe it should be the sort of thing that can be dropped off if you need to. uh, And for the focus to be on actually doing stuff to the, code base mm-hmm. or doing stuff to actually build the uh, app and to, f- to solve those customer support requests.
1: Yeah. I'm sure I'll feel less guilty in a couple more weeks, but for now I'm like four days. Give me those four days.
2: Pro tip, <laughs> best thing to do, set up an automated workflow to just archive them. Inbox zero all the time. That's
1: weird. Didn't see your email.
2: And if you want an automated script to send you a rave review every 2 days <laughs> just to let you know how much bot 1334 appreciates your work on Gus 2.0.
0: I'll,
1: I'll work on that. I'll put that together. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I like I I I feel like maybe I'm making it sound so simple and it's really not. But it is one of those things where I think I just had to sort of, I sort of had to decide that that was the case. Like, I no longer have any care. Like, it's not that I, that's a really bad way of putting it. Dear Jifrap
2: customers, customers, Jelly <laughs> would like
0: to let you know. <laughs> middle finger emojis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I think I got to a point where I just had to decide that I no longer felt like I needed to make an excuse. Like I, I made the decision that, okay, no more, no more excuses. Like let's just, let's just be honest about this stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I've done is that when I get an email, I'll respond to it still, but I'll say, look like this, I know that this is a bug and this, this is causing you problems. I'm going to, I'm going to work on solving it. But you know, by the way, I'm super busy right now. If you would like to uh, me make it so that I can spend less time on other things and more time on GIF Wrapped, how about you uh, toss me a subscription there? Hey, hey, pal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I've written. Um, so we uh, currently, Gus is has been pulled off um, Google Play for maybe four languages. I've written emails that we're working on it for the last two months straight. And I keep saying, oh, it'll be done in the next few weeks. And then they come, they actually come back to me. And I'm like, no, I didn't really mean the next few weeks. I meant the next few months. Don't lie to no. the
2: customers. You just got to find a way to appease them.
1: Well, honestly, I originally, you know, back in the beginning, I did think it was going to be solved. Yeah, you planned. Um, quicker. Yeah. Then it just became a bigger issue than we realized. And then solving that is just going to take much longer than anticipated so yeah yeah. now i'm trying to set expectations a little better by just saying uh we're working on it and when you see it back up feel free to reach out for a free promo code so i'm, I'm trying to at least like i think they leave feeling okay at least i'll get a free one later but i just don't yeah. tell them when it's going to happen
0: <laughs> i think it's important to set expectations and like sometimes it doesn't feel good to be able to to have to set the expectation that you're just not aware like you just don't mm-hmm. know like, cause that sucks from, from my point of view, I want to make my customers feel like I know what the heck I'm doing, <laughs> but let's be honest. I don't know what the heck <laughs> I'm doing. I'm just sort of figuring it out. And you know, and some of that is like, I haven't got time to look into every bug report that crosses my desk, which is like, it's tough. Like it's tough for me. It's tough for the customer. I feel, I feel really bad that like, they've got this big problem that, I just, I have no capacity to do anything about it. Yeah. But I think setting the expectation of, and and trying to communicate that, and if you go down the path of, you know, actually communicating with with your support requests and don't let them drop off, then, you know, communicating that, like, in a way that is honest is is usually a good solution. Honesty is the best policy and so forth.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the times it's just as long as they feel acknowledged. Yes. That's the core of it. It's going to annoy them if you can't say like, yeah, it'll be fixed in the next version and that's coming out tomorrow. But I think the vast majority of the time just acknowledging it and saying you're sorry for shipping the bug and just like, so they feel acknowledged, that'll get you really far. And that's a pretty easy email to write that doesn't require you to start digging into the code and all that kind of stuff. Just mark it in Trello and get on with it.
0: I think that's that's a key thing of like, Make the best use of the time that you actually have. It
1: mm.
0: sounds like a life, a life lesson there. <laughs> Make the best use of your time on this earth. But it's it, it is a, it is a thing of like digging into the code for each and every co- each and every issue that comes up isn't necessarily a good thing, even if even if you have all of the time in the world to spend on them. But if you make sure that you acknowledge them and actually, um, you know, and are actually like marking them down, like you're going to start to see patterns and and stuff like that that you may not have seen. Yeah. If you're, all you do is just spending all of the time, like, oh, this issue, oh, I've got to spend right. this time fixing this issue, oh, this other issue is similar, similar, but it's actually like, and here's all the answers to the questions that I ran into, and you know, you know, that sort of thing. Well, we're getting
2: kind of in the weeds of customer support, I think, but I think the core of What we're trying to say is like you really need to be cognizant more so than normal to optimize the little time you have to make forward progress. And spending that time on customer support is kind of paying off past debt, but it's not moving you forward. And Mm, you're only serving one person per email. Now, if you fix a bug that helps 12 people, great. But you're only serving one person at a time, whereas if you ship your update, you're serving your entire customer base. And that's the biggest net win there. Customer support is something that can feel bad to let go of sometimes because we, the three of us, I think, are people that want to take care of the people who enjoy our apps. Yeah. But it's certainly a very logical one to really triage down to as little work as you can do a day on it so you can focus on what's important.
1: Yeah. At this point, I'd love to like ignore this whole Google Play problem and just move on to you know Gus Plus or whatever it's called. But it's reminiscent of our problem where we were forced to upgrade to 64-bit support, and then here we're completely like not all of our apps, but four out of our however many um, are pulled off Google Play, right? And so we're losing some money, not a ton, (laughs) but some. It feels like you know when you're losing money, period. You don't you want to like fix that as fast as possible. So it's I guess this is less of a customer support. And just are putting out the fires um, right now before we can move forward. It's a little tiring.
2: <laughs> yeah, but there are always bugs to fix. Yeah. There are yeah. always... There are always going to be issues. That's the problem. Yeah. You're going to keep spinning the hamster yeah. wheel.
0: Yeah. Right. I, one of the things that I have that has um, sort of come up in with Wrapped in the last couple of weeks that I've been on this project. Because initially... Uh, sort of mid-January, I stopped shipping any other updates because I had a sort of a timeline for when I was going to be shipping the big major one. And the big major one was going to have all of the bug releases in it so so it would be fine and it's going out to everybody so honestly, who cares? But then once once that, that update got sort of paused, I had to stop and think about it because now my time is limited and the major things that I need to do in order to get the 2.0 to its final destination, it's hard. And testing it is like is a big deal. And making sure that everything is fine—that's not a thing that I can do in like a two-hour session that I have on a you know, Thursday night or whatever. It's going to take a few days of my time. Yeah. Balancing that against the the needs of the the customers that I like and the bugs that I know exist and the problems that I know exist, and even though that I have a new deadline now. I want to make sure that like my customers still continue to get served. So it is a it is a balancing act of like what is the best way to do this and I don't necessarily know exactly when my update will ship. It will ship and it's definitely going to be in, like very, very soon because this contract isn't going to go on forever.
1: Hopefully not. <laughs> One can
0: hope. <laughs> but at the same time, like I need to make sure that the key issues and like I've got this this relatively major bug that needs to be resolved in some way. I may not be able to entirely fix the problem, but I may be able to like slap a band-aid on there and and provide at least a workaround and sort of a warning so that it doesn't sort of hit other people in the in the few weeks that I have between now and and my major update being launched. But it is it is a thing of figuring out where the important bits are and applying yeah. the effort to those bits as opposed to just sort of haphazardly trying to work on your project yeah
2: well and i think it, at least in your case jelly we need to keep in mind that what for us feels like an eternity is not going to be that long like if you're saying that the major update is shipping in the next let's say that's two months out if apple provided a workaround for something and it took them two months to get it out like yes the apple community zeitgeist would be apple has lost the functional high ground part 10 <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things that's not long car manufacturers take forever to do things. Like I do feel like we are setting high expectations for ourselves. Sometimes even in software, big companies like Adobe, like unless it was a critical bug, you're waiting a year before creative cloud came out to release or two years to get some major update that might fix your bug, but that bug could also exist all the way from CS one to CS six. So we put these expectations on ourselves, but we are holding ourselves to a high standard, I think. Now, obviously, a data deletion bug, you got to bandaid that. But I think anything short of that, providing a workaround or just saying like, hey, this will be fixed in the next major update that's coming out in the next month or two, right. that's
0: fine. Right, exactly. And there is the thing is, is that I can totally apply a bandaid to this. This isn't a thing where it's like all or nothing. I don't have to fix the bug in order to be able to make yeah. people's days better. I just have to be able to provide them with a workaround and uh i'll i'll be able to to solve the the bigger problem uh in in a future release yeah yeah oh <sighs> well that's that's a lot it's a lot of feels a lot of emotions <laughs> flying about a lot of snow for curtis
2: oh man it is it, it it's nice out here in park city utah it's uh you walk outside the hotel and there's like a four-foot snowdrift. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. that's
0: that's how I feel about my workload. Yeah, I
1: was like I'm foot, like, I think we're swimming, <laughs> but we're drowning.
0: <laughs> I I am possibly
2: setting myself up for failure by having a major release, assuming Apple approves this in the next like 12 hours. It's taking a while. A major release while I'm on a ski slope. I feel like that's tempting that. The gods a little bit too much, Murphy, but
1: Murphy's laws somewhere in there.
2: Yeah, I have my laptop with me. <laughs> worst case.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that we were able to to talk through this honestly. Yeah, it feels it feels good to kind of get it out there. And I think, like, I think it's important to remember. And I think it's hard. Like, I think it's hard to remember. And I think it's important to remember that when you've got limited time, you've got to make compromises in places, and you kind of got to be okay with that. You just got to deal with it. Just deal with
1: it. Working on it. (laughs) I'm working
2: on it. Well, I mean, rephrased. I think be okay with your compromises. Yeah. Because that's the. I I think that's part of the secret to going indie, and some of the secret to sometimes staying indie is just it is about trade-offs and compromises, and you're not going to do everything perfect, and you have to pick your battles,
1: especially when you are no longer have all the time in the world.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, if you would like to. Send us an email. Take up more of Jelly's time. Please <laughs> Take up more of emails. our time. Why not? Just make it a really long one. Tell us a story. It's fine. I'll make Curtis reply to it. He's yep. got all the time. Yep. Five gold stars to the <laughs> longest email that Jelly has to read.
1: Curtis is now our triage.
0: No, 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 no. That's yeah, not Curtis, how this works. Curtis is now our customer success. Yes. Listener, advocate. listener success <laughs> advocate. Oh my God. Uh, so if you'd like to send him an email, you can do so by uh, emailing hello at independence.fm or you can find each of us individually on Twitter. I am Jelly Bean Soup.
1: I am Eat a Duck I Must.
0: And I am Parrots, the plural of the word. And that's it. Thank you all for listening and we look forward to talking to you again in another fortnight. Until then... Goodbye.